you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Hi, it's Kathy Ann Lewis, and here I am at the ranchette. Can't wait to see this. I look forward to seeing what I look like on the big screen. So, why am I here? I'm here because I just came back from a fabulous retreat. Fabulous retreat. It is the... The, the Great I Am Retreat, and for almost 48 hours, everyone was silent, and lots of wonderful things happen when you're silent. Lots of wonderful things. So, I, um, uh, uh, we, we had people that were vaccinated, boosted, tested, uh, all, we went through all of the wonderful protocols to make sure everybody's you know, stayed healthy, and they are healthy. But someone got came back and uh, had tested, since they got back, tested positive for COVID. So I'm so grateful they told us, and I will now be in quarantine and getting a, a test myself in another four, three or four days. So I'm not with you because even though I'm vaccinated and boosted, and I don't think I'll get really sick, even if I get COVID. I don't want to endanger someone else. So I'm staying home. And here I am at the ranch yet. <laughs> so I have two talks, two talks, two talks today. This almost sounds like a double mint commercial, doesn't it? Double mint commercial. If maybe you don't remember, you're not that old. Anyway, uh, I have two talks. One will be on intentions because I don't think I can talk about it enough. It's an amazing way to live, to live from the let there be instead of the make it happen. (laughs) And another talk that showed up while I was at the retreat that I think is important to to share with you was a, a great bit of information, I believe, for the whole group. And I think it'll be a great bit of information to share with a bigger group. So two talks, two talks. First one, let's talk intentions, intentions. I've talked about intentions at the first of every year, and I I don't just set them at the first of every year. I'm always asking myself, what's my intention? What, what would be really good? Now, I want to share what the difference between an intention is and a goal is. A goal is something that you can make happen. If you have an intention to have a more organized home, you can take it room by room by room and make it happen. If you have an intention to eat better, you can create a menu or get hire a cook or a chef. Uh, you can uh, look at the look at the ingredients in something. You can make it happen. An intention is something that you hold in mind. You let you have. It's almost like you are the divine saying, "Let there be," a "Let there be." But it's not something you can make happen. For years, I had an intention to have a relationship with my sisters, and we'd been so separated by years and by distance, and just uh, I didn't know how to reach out. And when I did reach out. It, didn't work well, blah, blah, blah. You know how that can go. Anyway, uh, 
I couldn't make it happen. I tried, but I couldn't make it happen. So I intended to have a relationship with my sisters. And sure enough, things evolved and progressed. And I, I love, I love having a relationship with my sisters. And it wasn't something I could make happen, nor did I make happen. I, it was something that I let happen. See, when we intend something, and I've shared this before, but it, it bears repeating, to intend something is to hold something as an end result. And, and Judge Thomas Troward said that in the end is the means. And it's really important to think about this because I've, I've worked with so many people, so many people, and they don't let themselves intend something because they don't understand how they would get there. It's almost like if I figure out how I can get there, then I'll intend it. No, intend it and see how you'll get there. Let it unfold. Let it unfold. Let yourself be led. Let opportunities happen. Letting things happen. <laughs> it's very important. A long time ago, I mean a long time ago, I really got a lesson in this when I was working for the phone company. And a woman that I worked with uh, had, said that she really wanted to uh, take more vacations. And what she'd really like to do is take cruises. She thought that that would be ideal. Just have everything taken care of and hop out and see a country or whatever. And then hop back on a boat and only unpack once. I mean, she just thought that would be ideal. And she also didn't have the money for it. <laughs> but that was her intention. And as it turned out, her brother took her on a cruise because his girlfriend canceled. And then the cruise director took a shining to her and took her on two more cruises. And we started calling her the cruise queen because every time she had some vacation time, she was out cruising somewhere in the world. It was beautiful. That was her intention. She couldn't make it happen. But she let it happen. That's the difference. If you feel yourself efforting, then it's not an intention. It's something you're trying to force. And a, a small example is I had an intention that we only have 20 people at the intentions, not the intentions retreat, the great I am retreat. Only 20 people. And I've, I've, I've gone to Rainbow Lodge for so many years. I'd say at least 33 years now. And I know how many people can fit in that big meeting room. And I've had a, up to 55 people in that big meeting room. And I also know that if you get 55 people, we could never be COVID conscious. And I had a sense of what how many people we could have in the room and have a spread out so that people had space and we wouldn't be on top of each other. And I thought 20 would be perfect. But as it turned out, because we had rooms, we still had room space for people to have individual rooms there. People kept signing up and I wasn't gonna turn them away until we were out of rooms. And I thought, wow, that's wild. We're gonna have like 20, 27 people. But the week before the retreat, people kept dropping out for various reasons. <laughs> Snow and COVID fears and uh, just things happening. 
one person hurt himself. I mean, things just happened and people dropped out and we got to 20 people. It was the perfect number of participants along with Monica and myself. See, intentions don't have to be a big thing. Intentions can also be just how would it be perfect? I'll let that be. How would that be perfect? I'll let that be. Now, intentions also grow you. Intentions grow you. Intentions, if you really listen to our heart, perhaps what shows up in your heart for an intention is something that will not only bless you, but bless others. It it will grow you. I have this wild intention to be a better horseback rider. And um, it, it seems frivolous, like why? And yet, to be a better horseback rider, I'm having to be more confident. I'm having to communicate better. I'm having to become more coordinated. I'm having to uh, have more stamina. I need more strength. I need to be more observant. I need to be more subtle. And all the things that I'm having to develop in myself to be a better horseback rider makes me a better person. See, the way you do anything is going to splash over into everything. (laughs) So why not? Let yourself have a high and holy intention. And then see what it does to you. There will be a blessing in it besides just it showing up. And it can be fun. This was shared at the, at the retreat, and I thought it was very, very interesting. It, it was said that we need to choose the challenges that expand us or choose intentions that expand us or challenges will choose us. See, we choose to grow or we will be forced to grow because the universe is in a conspiracy for our benefit and we're going to do it one way or the other. Um, I choose fun. Now, some people say that this is earth school. What if it's earth recess and we got it wrong? <laughs> you know, if Shakespeare could say all the world's a stage, well, how about it being a comedy or a musical or a love story or a rom-com? How about that? We can choose, more so than we think we can. Which leads me to the second talk, the second part of the two for talk, which is how to um, change our identity. You know, so we're, we're talking about intentions and we're talking about identity today, how we identify ourselves. And this came out of the experiences of many of the retreat participants. See, 48 hours of being still and not communicating with the outside world and not communicating with other people gave people an opportunity to communicate with themselves and to notice things that they had pushed aside by being too busy or uh, too entertained or too numbed out. And what they found is, is that they had low levels of anxiety or low levels of fear or high levels of fear or um, various stages of doubt going on all the time. I mean, there were so many things going on, so many feelings that 
they were exposed to because the ways that they had cover up, covered up those feelings were gone. Mm. It may be happening for you. You know, what I'm told is that people are very anxious and, and then they're caught, they're, they're psychologists and others are, are saying it's, it's COVID related. But I wonder if we're confined to our homes enough that we're realizing that we may have always had anxiety, but now we're not out and about so much to cover up that anxiety or that fear or that self-doubt. Now, the way that we handled it at the retreat, and I'm, I'm, I, I suggest that this might work for you as well. That's why I'm talking about it. <laughs> Is instead of praying the feeling away, people were encouraged to go into the feeling to discover what was creating the feeling. What was the culprit? In the Bible, house is always consciousness. In my father's house, in my father's consciousness. The house and consciousness are, are synonymous in the Bible. It's a way of speaking about consciousness. So if you're in your house, you had something smell, you could cover it up with candles or aerosol sprays or something. Or you could find out what was causing the smell. It may have been garbage that needed to be taken out. It may be in maybe rodents or other critters in the walls. It may have been a, a secret place that your cat is finding to do things it shouldn't be doing. But if we don't take care of that, then we cover up the smell, but the smell's still there, and we always have to be busy covering it up and not really handling the problem, not really dealing with the culprit. Well, so too in, in our own consciousness, we can have these, these feelings, these, these reactions, these ways of, 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 of not feeling good, and then we can cope, which is spiritual bypass, or we can deal with it, to go through it. See, there is no way out of this issue without really going through it. In the Bible, it says, Yea, though, yea, though I work, walk, not work, walk, <laughs> work or walk, walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We could also say through the valley of the shadow of my fears, through the valley of the shadows of my, my misconceived beliefs, I will walk through them and thou art with me. See, when we're in a safe place like a retreat or in spiritual community or spiritual sangha or in classes with people we trust, then we can walk through these ideas or these fears or these, these things we want to avoid and we're going to feel safe. And at the end of that, we will experience a belief that's been causing that. So people discovered the belief. I mean, really discovered it. Like, oh my goodness, I believe I'm going to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. Uh, believe people don't trust me. I don't trust myself. I don't trust God. I don't, I, I am not worthy. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff came up. Different ideas for different people. And those thoughts kept creating those feelings of those reactions like, oh, which kept people over anxious and not enjoying their life. Now, 
beliefs are just a belief. They're not the truth. See, the truth will set us free, free to enjoy, free to experience, free to explore, free to embrace freedom. So then they went from that's the belief, but what's the, what's the real truth? So they had to go even deeper. What does God say about me? What does is, what is the infinite reality of my soul say about me? And when they listened to that, it was always about being loved and perfect and innocent and worthy and capable and powerful and able. How wonderful. <laughs> How wonderful. And then the, the participants got to choose to take that on as their identity. See, the false identity was that I'm flawed. The false identity was I'm wrong. The false identity was I'm not lovable. The false identity was I won't get it right. The false identity was why should I try? And the real identity is the identity that we came into this incarnation with, which is always of our worthiness, our lovableness, our capable capability. We are as that beautiful, wonderful child, innocent and perfect, because we've seen every innocent and perfect child. When a baby's born, it's innocent and perfect, and everybody says so. We're still that. And yet we have acquired beliefs that were taken on at a young age by people's behavior. We misinterpreted, or maybe even we interpreted it right, but it's not. Those were just things. Those are just ideas that were created around circumstances and conditions and and activities and yet the reality of us is permanent it is our soul and so people started to take on that identity what would your identity be if you saw yourself as so lovable if you saw yourself as so capable if you saw yourself as so peaceful if you saw yourself as understanding and um, good at what you do. If you saw yourself that way, wow, what a life you would live and what intentions you would set. Intentions not to fix something, but intentions to express something. Ooh, the challenges you would have. I feel like, you know, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) The challenges we would have. Uh, So those are my two talks. Set some intentions. Work with your identity. Now, you may or may not get all of this done while you're watching me, but guess what? It will show up on um, YouTube, and it will also play over and over again on Facebook. And uh, work with these ideas. These are things that deserve a little time. They really do. But they will serve you by giving them time. So let's just know together that the presence, the power, and the love of God is leading us into a deep sense of our true self, our true self, our magnificent self, our loving, capable self, that which we were from the beginning. And when we recognize that, identify with that, and live from that, we can say with great grace and confidence, let there be, and there shall be, 
And so it is. Ah, I hope to see you soon in person, in person. Well, with a mask, but in person. Bye for now.